to to for you to contemplate this, what is ordinary, so that you, is what we don't notice or doesn't attract or repel us. <coughs> then taking that to the divine, what is divinity? So that we, we have this this position as a human being of being an instinctual being that we we have an animal body with the same instinctual nature of an of an animal <coughs> survival and procreation is just as strong in us as in the cats the dogs and the wolves but also there's the the divine which is something that <coughs> we we rise to or that we we have to turn to we have to it's something that that will um, it, because it's not instinctual it just won't be uh, something we'll find unless we deliberately seek it so in the uh, reflections on divinity we have the four Brahma Viharas <coughs> And divinity then is is what it's it's uh, it's not it's it's got the refined qualities the beautiful selfless qualities that can manifest through human form like meta karuna mudito pekar when there's no self when there's no when you're not caught in just instinctual behavior or emotional reactions based on avicca bhajaya sankara sankara bhajaya vinyanang and onward when when there's avisesa viraka niroda and the, the all that ceases then the divinity is obvious the response is the metta, kindness, compassion, joy, serenity of mind are just uh, are not uh, something that we <coughs> we have to get, but something that that manifests through these forms. Because in in our life is a separate being and then we have we, we relate to things, don't we? As individual beings we have relationship to things. We have to meet and contact and react or respond to objects all the time for the rest of our life. We have to just on the physical level we have to respond to each other's presence. In some way, either ignoring or or embracing, or paying respect, or cursing, or some some kind of reaction we have, depending on how ignorant you are, <laughs> determines its quality. So that the the uh, the selfless then is when there's a self, then then there is this divinity that that manifests 
So then you can see that the human form is a form for the divine. If you think it's just for yourself, you know, just for it's my life and I can do what I want, then I'm a free of the right to happiness and and uh, all that kind of selfishness. Or just on an instinctual level, if we just if we don't rise above animality, bestiality, we can just live very much following the kind of instinctual nature or emotional astral realm or we can just live in a world of ideas how things should be which is very much a problem in western world isn't it uh, idealizing everything uh, and, and, and grasping the ideas but as that as you penetrate that and see the, the suffering that comes from, from the grasping the uh, anything at all then the letting go and the non-attachment then there's the response to the way things are which can be divided into these four categories <coughs> so metta is loving kindness being able to to not uh, dwell with aversion and be caught up with uh, negativity towards uh, unpleasantness, towards uh, inadequacies and wrongs and problems and the, the either in yourself or in others. Because it's no longer personal, is it? With metta, it's not not me and you and you you you've done this to me or I've done this to you on that level but it, the metta is is uh, having perspective and not not creating a problem even about the unfairnesses injustices inadequacies uh, and so forth of, arts, of of ourselves or others or the society which doesn't mean that we don't notice, we can't see, but it means we don't make problems about it. We don't, we don't carry it around in our minds and with bitterness, resentment, anger, and destructive tendencies. With metta, you, it's always the ability to forgive and start anew and to, to recognize the way things are and, not to, and to not expect everything to fit the ideals we have, the, how they should be. Which doesn't mean that we kind of uh, fatalistically resign ourselves to mediocrity and tyranny and stupidity, but it means that we have, we, we don't, we aren't caught in, an, in the Abhicca Bhajaya Sankara pattern. So we can bear with the, the vicissitudes of life with a kindness and an acceptance. Then the, then the uh, karuna and mudita. Karuna is our ability to do something, to help, to, to do, seeing the, the suffering of others and the injustices and unfairnesses that exist might happen. And then we have karuna, compassion. So we respond, say, to 
many things with compassion to the injustices and the suffering and the and, and that of others. But it's not a, a uh, the kind of it's not a, a kind of a pride. I am like a an, a wealthy person feel sorry for the poor. That's not it. I'm not looking down and saying you poor things. I'm not patronizing or feeling sorry for people. But it's understanding the 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 predicament of our human condition and and all that goes along with it. And it's from from understanding the nature of suffering, how it arises and ceases, that you can have true karuna for other beings. Then the mudita is our ability to uh, to to be joyful with the beauty and the loveliness of life's experiences. It's joyfulness and, and appreciation and gratitude of the beauties, the, the lovely things of life, lovely things in other people. So that when there's no self, then there's joyfulness. We find a joy in in the goodness, the beauty of the people around us or in the society or the natural conditions. Doesn't mean you go around looking at each flower and saying, well, in a few days it'll be withered and rotten. So you feel it's not being a wet blanket. And that's one reflection if you're that's a, that's a reflection on the process of change, but uh, but one doesn't needn't do that. Uh, say as a kind of habitual reaction. <coughs> once you once you have the insight, then one finds uh, one enjoys or the delight in the beauty, goodness of things, truth and beauty, goodness <coughs> delights us. We find joy. That's mudita. I notice that that there's this this uh, that this is these are this, so that enlightenment and no self doesn't mean a kind of bland uh, indifference. And uh, and we we don't uh, we 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 can become emotionless. Uh, zombies, people that have don't feel anything anymore. Sometimes that's how it it, it tends to sound. But the self, as long as there's self, then all these things, like even uh, what we would call joy, and that tends to be tinged with selfishness. <coughs> it becomes stained with ourselves. Destroyer of worldly self-corruption. <laughs> So we get jealous, and if we have somebody, if we have something beautiful, we delight, and somebody has something more beautiful, and we mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the most beautiful of all? You mean I'm not? Cursed. <laughs> so Snow White, even that mother, delighted in her own beauty. 
but couldn't delight in anyone else's. So, selfishness always turns the, what, beauty into possessiveness, doesn't it? If the beauties of life, the joy of, 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 of truth and, and beauty and goodness, if it's coming from self, then it's always corrupted with jealousy, envy, begrudging people. So, if there's selfishness, then even if you have, even if you are the most beautiful of all, it's not really joyful experience, is it? Because you're always worried that there might be someone claiming that crown. There's always the, that possibility on the self, as a self position, isn't it? But when there's no self, then beauty doesn't belong to anyone. It's not mine, not yours. It's not. It's not something that we we have no. We realize there's no possibility of possessing it anyway, and so there's no desire to possess. So there can be the joy and the of the experience of beauty, and the, without it being corrupted with selfishness. Then, uh, then uh, upeka, equanimity, serenity. To be able to, to abide in 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 serenity of the mind. You're not seeking. You're not going around looking for beautiful things, to find delight in. Because there's no self. I mean, you respond to beauty with, with joy, but, it's not something that you're looking for or seeking as a person anymore. So that the ordinariness of life is upekar, is is serenity, peacefulness, and with the pains and aches of and the uh, of uh, the aging process and the separation from the loved and all these is is there's a realization of upekar of serenity. So Upeka is a is a is is a is a barami, baramita, isn't it? Metta and Upeka are baramitas <coughs> in the Theravada school. So we 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 can feel Upeka when we Upeka doesn't mean indifference, like sometimes it's translated as indifference, but it it means serenity. In the, when, when things are maybe ugly or unpleasant or ordinary. It's like with the uh, super practices, isn't it? With the, with, uh, the unbeautiful, noticing, paying attention to the unbeautiful, the not beautiful. Then, if you follow that, then you then you begin to experience upeka, equanimity or serenity. And so, like in uh, when we go to the Sirivaja Hospital in Bangkok, what autopsies uh, see the rotting corpses or the autopsies of these uh, you know, Sirivaja Hospital was the hospital that would 
get all the kind of uh, murders and violent deaths and corpses found in the canals and things like that. Uh, if you went in on a Monday, you know, they'd have a collection from the weekend, a variety of, of gruesome, macabre kind of uh, objects that would at first be very, uh, say, one feel revulsion. You go in and you just, let me out of here. <laughs> Because we don't, you know, we don't generally like to look at, at human bodies as they've been kind of butchered and and mangled and in the state of decay. We find that something that a, a kind of civilized uh, and society always keeps away from us of all these institutions, so that we d- to take care of that. So it's never never has to meet our attention. <clears throat> but actually, if one meditates on it, then one feels uh, the result is equanimity or serenity. If you if you get over the initial aversion and horror and negativity towards a rotting human corpse or uh, a body that a, a human corpse has been cut up and autopsied, once you once you've meditated on it, the result is, I found in me, is equanimity or upeka, tremendous peacefulness and serenity. Not depression, not aversion. So that the upeka is, is a quality, is, 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 a, is, is one of the uh, divine abodes you be able to, when there's no self, then one can abide in a state of serenity, rather than, if there's self, then they say, I hate it, I don't like it, take it away, I can't stand it, I can't bear this, it's foul, it's disgusting, the reaction of a self, I don't like, I don't want to know about this, I don't want to see it, get rid of it is a self-view. And equanimity, Upeka, is, is no self. So that there is, one, one is not making problems about the, the, the process of living and the way things move and change and go from the beauty to the decay. I mean, with Mudita, you, you find joy with the beauty. And when the beauty fades, then there's equanimity rather than sorrow. Serenity rather than, than sorrow, grief, despair at the loss of the beauty. So this is a contemplation of, of just of what divinity is. If you regard like the, the instinctual nature, the earthbound body, it's it's ability, it's the sexual desire, the procreation abilities, the survival, uh, eating, uh, drinking, sleeping, all these kind of uh, basic instinctual necessities. They're not, they're not nothing bad about it, it's just uh, 
the way a, a form like this survives. <clears throat> and it has to procreate itself, isn't it? In fact, the human beings are getting too good at procreating themselves. <coughs> I was reading about Japan. It's so overpopulated now, they're having architectural plans for developing underground cities. Mm. Have built huge underground cities in Japan where you have a hundred thousand people living under the ground. Japan sounds like one of those countries where you're kind of cheek by jowl. England's not far off, is it? <laughs> But uh, billions of selfish, instinctual, only, only human beings who only operate on the instinctual level is rather frightening, isn't it? You think, how many billion is the world population? Hmm? Four or five billion on this planet. And if they're all just animals, just operating out of instinct, so that is uh, four or five billion selfish, undeveloped, neurotic, screwed up human beings. It's terribly frightening, isn't it? Taking to the opposite extreme, five billion enlightened human beings. Now that might <laughs> that might not be so bad. Five billion enlightened human beings, rather than five billion uh, selfish human beings. So there's five billion human beings who who can manifest the divine in their lives, in their daily life. The, the, the divine manifests through their forms in the for, in metta, karuna, mudita, upeka. That, that doesn't sound so bad, does it? Sounds rather nice. But five billion human beings manifesting greed, hatred and illusion. It's a, it's a pretty grim picture, isn't it? So this is, this is uh, but remember that we don't have any ability to to comment on the four billion uh, nine hundred million or whatever. I mean, this one human being, <laughs> this one here, this is what we have. This is what we can work on, isn't it? I don't worry about the others. And this is what you can actually uh, develop through, uh, through reflection, through meditation. It's to bring into your mind that what, say, the, 
the, the earthbound condition of the body, instinctual energies, have to take, you have to pay due regard and, and accept that as, a, as forces that influence our lives. Here comes that man. <laughs> 